The winner of this show is on this. I definitely think people underestimate me. And if you were watching closely, there was a clue. Got the million dollar check written already. I mean, I'm, I'm the winner. My wife and kids have definitely saved me from my demons, my nightmares. Last time I played like a cop, this time I'm playing like a criminal. The past will eat you alive, but the future will save you. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's it, this is a, a business trip, as I like to say. All the girls are coming together and we're spinning the guys around as much as we can. And then we're devouring them. One at a time. I'm gonna win a million dollars, so I guess my nickname's Fabio. Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a survivor storyline and editing podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And I am your host, Dan. And today we are covering the penultimate episode of Survivor Ghost Island, episode 13, Always Be Moving. Best episode, Joe, I gotta... like, one of the standouts in the Survivor Pantheon. Oh, yeah, the absolute top. One of the greatest ever. Really puts into perspective why this is one of the greatest seasons of all time as well. Yes. Um, for me, this episode made me completely understand the edit, why everything's happening. Uh, and, unfortunately, to pull the rug under everybody's... Uh, feet everything we said is the opposite of the truth because this episode was terrible i think Eh, maybe not terrible but it was not good i would actually say it's one of the more interesting episodes of the season but it really just left me like deflated like oh this is definitely where this season is going so yes that's almost exactly how i'm thinking about it too like, I did enjoy Donathan's meltdown. I enjoyed, like, I actually kind of enjoyed Kellen kind of fighting for her life. Like, there were a number of things that were kind of interesting, but I feel like this is the one that completely nailed down where I think things going, why this season's been edited this way. Everything makes so much more sense to me that they really are punishing the people who didn't do anything. And most of the, like, I would honestly say there are two good players on this cast at this point, or at least, correction, two people who are playing well, maybe even one, and they didn't know how to, because Modern Survivor is so based on making the episode be solely about who goes home, when you have four people who are really just riding coattails and not really doing much in the final six i get why that's hard granted my answer to that would be put in some character moments give us an insight of who these people are as characters more than just game bots yeah but in modern survivor that's not what they want to do so i get why these people have been ignored and why it's been edited so weirdly is they are trying to punish these people i think yeah i mean I think this season, we've talked about it in our, like, groups where we talk about Survivor, and I think one of the things this season would benefit from is a more old-school approach where it's more camp life or just talking about the actual people. And if you think about people like Angela or Sebastian, their, like, good moments are when they are talking about, like, themselves. Like, Angela talking about her military experience. Um, I know we have differing opinions on that, but... It was something about her and Sebastian. It's better than nothing. Yeah, and Sebastian just being like goofy Sebastian was really interesting in the beginning of this of the season. Oh yeah, like the Ramora line is great. Like, like I think that was actually a straight up awesome confessional. And like honestly, I if maybe all he says is fish metaphors, and like I'd be okay with that. You know what I mean like just air fish metaphors every week, like talk about some new one. And I thought the shark one was good. Like if you have a f- 
fishermen on the cast, I want them to make the Remora thing at some point. Granted, I want them to actually do something to show that they aren't just a Remora sucking on the side of the shark. Um, but, like, I like that methodology anyway. But I think the thing is, is, like, I get it because watching this episode, if I was a producer, I would be, like, on the beach live there. I would be frustrated as these people are very clearly okay with the status quo that's not favoring them and like in a way that is almost more frustrating than a season like one world which like often gets this kind of like uh heat for like one person plays so well like kim has her hands in all the pies to the point where no one can really mount any thing against her but this is just like i guess it's a similar situation but I don't feel like the, there's a, someone who is Kim Caliber on this cast or even close. And it doesn't really feel like they're even all that misted. It seems like they don't care all that much. And that is awful. Like, I don't buy that, like, Angela, Sebastian, Laurel, like, Kellen, Donathan can't get rid of these two people at all. And, like, to me, it just seems like they're scared. Like, Laurel seems scared more than anything. Not, like, misted, really. To me, she seems scared. And yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, someone brought up that um, Laurel works in, like, risk management, like, in financial consultation. And I guess you can sort of see that having, like, a noticeable effect on her gameplay. Because she's totally risk-averse, like... and To the point of absurdity at this point, honestly. Like... Oh my god, like, I was, like, if I was the producer on the beach, and Laurel gives me that confessional where she says, um, they, co- they could have picked me off, them, they being Donathan and Wendell, but they didn't, um, so it's risky to vote one of them out. I'm like, how does the fact that they could have voted you out but didn't make it risky? Like, uh, that's not how risks work, like, at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, oh my goodness, like, this is insane. And there was another one where she says, um, oh, it's the one where she's talking about how Wendell, she could vote out Wendell, but she doesn't want to because yeah. it would be bad like sportsmanship i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> like i if if i was the producer there i would be like f- raging as was like no you won the challenge like you won the challenge not him like yeah it honestly it sounds like me when i don't want to do something and i make every excuse possible to not do it yes so it's like and i think the worst thing is that these episodes are just being edited as will laurel flip and do something and it seems like it's i guess it's annoying when the swing vote is somebody who seems to have no interest at all in winning the game and is cognizantly aware of it like like it's not fun to see confessionals of people being like i can't beat these people but i'm going with them anyway which is effectively what they're giving her and i assume what she's actually giving them in the try to stretch them into will she flip but i don't think she has any interest in flipping no and i know she says that oh dominic and wendell will split the votes and then i will scoop up what's left and that almost seems like dominic and wendell were feeding her a line and she was like oh that story kind of makes sense i can like latch onto that and then no one can fault me but yeah, and then she'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I really thought that's what was going to happen. It was going to be so close, and then she's going to get blown out. Uh, I don't know. To me, this episode, to me, clearly made me understand why they would edit the season this way. And so, in a way, it gave me more appreciation for the producers, kind of. And that, like, 
I think the reason we got Malolo is the best tribe ever and all that stuff is honestly because they really genuinely, I think, preferred the pre-merge people. And were like, man, we had this great cast and we had like five people who were duds and they're all in the end. This sucks. Like they ruined our end game. Um... And, like, to be honest, I think this season is going to go idle play, Angela leaves, idle play, Sebastian leaves, or maybe Donathan, but, like, it's good, like, the next two votes in the finale are going to be two idle plays followed by somebody leaving, and then, or, yeah, yeah, that's six, and then, like, fire making, like, that's, that's all that's left on the cards, you mean, like? Yeah, yeah, for sure, and it's just, yeah, it definitely feels like they were more, they know they lost a lot of good people in Malolo, and that ultimately everything in this season just didn't break the way they needed to keep some of those people around, and so, of course, when it does get down to just Navidi, you're going to get out those big threats who were kind of interesting, like a Kellen. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't know what they did with Chelsea then, because we talked about that. But, like, there was room for an interesting edit, but they just didn't do it. Who knows why? I don't know. I I don't want to give credit to the producers, because this is honestly not what I want to see in Survivor. Like, I want, like... Oh, yeah, I don't want to give credit. I want to give an appreciation for how they got themselves in this situation. I can understand being frustrated. But I think if if the contestants give you this season, I think you need to completely edit this differently. Like, this needs to be a character-driven story. Yeah. Rather than what traditionally happens. Because, yeah, like, this is honestly kind of unforgivable at this point to me, where it's like, I don't know, like, why did you make... Navidi the bad guys so we only have bad guys left kind of and like I don't like yeah it's it's like worlds apart where worlds apart is really drugged down by the fact that for most of the season we've been told that everyone in the final seven save Mike is not a good person or like fun to be around so and when all your fun people get I mean pretty much pagonged early on it just drags everything down and grinds it to a halt yeah and it's exactly what happened in this season and literally like this might be a hot take i think the fact that sebastian picks up kellen's from this season who is still on the beach (laughs) double vote means that one ghost island is not even remotely close to being pre-planned and this to me is the ultimate like uh okay so they were probably playing this by ear completely because clearly the things and the things don't were not planned preseason kellen's name was on the parchment um so, so would that bothered me second of all if what if kellen lied and said she didn't have it like sebastian reads it and just like by the way uh kellen kellen had it yeah. um like that's just p- pos- like ghost island randomly blowing up someone's game is not something i like to see um and the 13 urns that like half of them are broken like oh yeah there's so much like <laughs> what and like i guess when we first saw ghost island we were like oh there's this weird like urn billboard and they break one each time and that determines whether they were ga- get a game or not so it's like totally not rigged based on who goes there right but mm-hmm. like that They said nothing about what advantages are given out. And when I saw this initially, I was like, oh, that's really funny that they, like, incorporated Kellen's mistake into this. But in the end, that's really bad for the reasons you stated. Like, one, I don't think you should reveal game information in that way. Or just, like, reusing an advantage is weird. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, 
legitimately how in the hell am I supposed to believe that believe in game integrity if you're literally putting something right back in that like explicitly references things that happen in the season so it's like did they just plan on giving re-putting in Michaela's vote steal at the final seven like is that what they planned I don't know. To me, that is a major red flag for me for just, like, I think they were playing Ghost Island completely on their ear. Uh, and I, like, that sucks because, like, like we said, like, I think early on it was well-designed. If it was every single time one person goes away, uh, has the potential to get an advantage or whatever, loses their vote, um, but can't be voted out, that's an interesting twist. Like, that is legitimately captivating. And, like, now it's just, like, did they just do that to save Chris? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like... Because it saved Chris, and then it never came back ever again like that. Yeah, I'm just... I We would have been better served by just Exile Island with, like, hidden idols or something. This just feels a little too hamstrung. There's, like, integrity issues. I, I just don't like it. I know that's not new news, but... Ugh. Yeah, like, this... I was super low on Ghost Island uh, as a concept last week, and at this point, I'm like, oh my god, it's garbage. Like, it is such garbage. <laughs> um, and I feel like this is going to be a hard season to rewatch, partly because of Ghost Island, and partly be- like partly because of the actual implementation of the twist of Ghost Island, and partly because our final seven slash six, I guess at this point, is Goat Island of... <laughs> Literally, Dominic, arguably, arguably Wendell, and then four people who are just like uber goats, the likes of which we haven't seen in a long time. Like, like they're like all Troyzan. It's like, it's 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 bizarre. Yeah, and I guess maybe that's a thing to consider. Is like, what do you do when four of the six people left? Like. I guess no one else considers them to have a chance to win. But, like, I mean, even then, you know, you've got to have at least two people who can win a final tribal council against some combination of those two. So that's the thing, right? Like, and I guess that's what they're trying to do with Donathan. And we'll get to that later. But, like, I think what we're seeing is, and I'm going to, I have a lot of points to make about Donathan this episode because what a, what a uh, turn. Crazy boot um, episode for Donathan. Yeah. <laughs> I thought. Oh my god, like, he's, like, he must be, like, Abby Maria tier, right? Like, like, they, he voted Dominic, and on the revote, they're like, yeah, he's still useless enough that we'll keep him. <laughs> yeah, that's like, insane. That uh, is... To me, oh, uh, yeah, like, to me, that means that this guy is getting a way generous edit, and, like, we'll get to, I'm, I have a lot of points to make about that next, but, like, I feel like this is one of those, like, Spencer Bledsoe and the last episode of uh the before the finale of um cambodia just like oh this is how we went the whole time okay or like brad culpepper and game changers just like oh okay so these are what these truth bombs that people have been mentioning for a long time have been yeah um i'm trying to think of anything else before we actually get into our segments this is probably the longest general thoughts but yeah the reward um, challenge i thought was super cool yes that was a fantastic challenge yeah it was just cool to watch it was uh some motion but you have to do the and, and like teams and a bigger scale yeah. and it was like, like yeah suicides like suicide runs uh some motion and i thought that was very cool um <laughs> like i want a some motion like set up in my house just as a talking piece but like yeah it sounds fun 
<laughs> um, and uh, honestly, the, the the challenges in this episode were actually really good. Like, both of them I genuinely enjoyed. Um, like, Angela and Donathan inexplicably being incapable of doing a puzzle with two pieces. Like, literally a choice of two pieces. Is it I, just a choice of two pieces, though? It looked like it. Maybe not. But, like... like I think the... The pieces were like different angle cuts and stuff. And I mean, even still, there's a methodical way where like you just exhaust your options after a while. And I know a lot of this episode seemed to be like, it's day 33. No one's thinking clearly, but like still. Trial and error. You know what I mean? Like granted, I feel like everybody has fidgeted with like a puzzle or something like that before and just been like, how did I not do this thing? But like, I don't know. Like that to me seemed absurd. And even Jeff was like, how is this happening? Like Jeff was really dumbfounded, I think. Um, so yeah, like I, I guess that's the thing ultimately is it's just like Dominic and Wendell somehow played this merge to the point where they have no opposition. So I kind of get the edit where you don't really show them as having opposition other than I guess Donathan, but. And I guess if Laurel is your best like representative of that, you, I guess you have to show it. Otherwise you're just literally going to be good. Like yeah. no one wants to take out Dominic and Wendell. And yeah, it's like the only person who does in Donathan is clearly not he's like he's like abby maria like he's not actually he's 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 probably has no sway at all with anybody laurel probably in my my estimation what's probably happening actually on the beach is laurel th- is trying to bring donathan to the end and sneak something probably at five you know what i mean like cut like i assume she must be thinking okay donathan is useless i can beat him and maybe sebastian or something like i'd hope so anyway uh but maybe not i don't know and like you can tell that the edit is trying to make donathan look like a contender and he clearly just isn't so yeah it's like i guess the the if you're gonna do so strategy based i guess the only story you do tell is will laurel flip yeah yeah that's about it yeah um other than that like yeah, I don't have anything other than the stories, so... Yeah, let's... Yeah, it yeah. has been a long one. We just cracked 20 minutes, so... <laughs> yeah, true. Let's true. move on to stories. So this is the segment where every week we go through each, like, the sort of the over- overwhelming, uh, or overarching, sorry, stories of the season. Uh, and so we'll start with the family, which I think was relevant in this episode, uh, especially for some stuff we've mentioned before, and also the reward as a total, I think. like I think, like, Dominic's confessional about, like, even kids across the world still love toys was one good content for him. And also yeah, yeah, on this tone that's been kind of throughout. Yeah, I think there's that. Um, just you sort of get... I always think this story leads to like inter-alliance dynamics. And you get this idea that Donathan feels really spurned that he didn't get to go with. And then he takes it out on Wendell. And that's just a really uncomfortable scene between those two. Like... Oh, yeah. Donathan for doing this. It's not really helping him. And then Wendell, like, does this thing I feel Wendell does sometimes where he just doesn't play things correctly. Where he's mm-hmm. like, I guess that means Dominic's going to vote you out at some point. And, like... You know what it was? It was like, I'm rad- I'm tattling on you to daddy. Like, it was yeah. uncomfortable. It was... Talk Wendell's about family. Like, yeah, and, like... <laughs> I think that is something about this season that I finally clued into. Like, Angela continuing to vote with these people who clearly don't value her at all. Like, a long time ago, we were talking about how this was Angela's story. And, like, it's, like, with her being like, my family cut me. And then she continues to just be a mindless number for them for the entire season. 
Like, to me, it drives me bonkers. I get why they've given her this. Like, I'm sure Jeff has some appreciation for her and stuff. And so that's why, and like, they want to give her something. So that's why she has had some breakout moments. But, like, her story effectively in this season has been, I'm with them because I was randomly slotted with them at the start of the season. Yeah, and I honestly think that story just might be because she is a Troy Zan-style finalist where, Mm -hmm. I mean, what reason is there to cut her? Like, she's not winning. And, I mean, you can say that about so many people, but, like, even Laurel and Donathan have points, I feel, like, like I think the difference is Laurel and Donathan could beat Angela. Sure, yeah. Whereas Whereas An- Angela can't beat anything. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's yeah, I don't know. Like I, yeah, I me, think if you're doing like a tier ranking, I think Angela's the bottom. Like I quickly was like, Angela versus Sebastian in this horrible nightmare season we've gone into. But like I think Sebastian beats Angela. I think so too. And Survivor is cancelled forever. Yeah, and like I and also they know it's a final three. Like the fact that they know about the final four tiebreaker means they know it's a final three. Yeah. Like Although and, it would be and, a really cool twist if they were like, Yeah, there's this tiebreaker at four, but now there's this final immunity challenge. That actually okay, that would actually be I don't know if I would li- like it, but that sounds kind of cool. Um, and I think one more thing I want to add, uh, our fallen Kellen in this episode. Um, I think this season, actually, I think we tracked this family story really well. Um, I just want to like mention, I think we got that infamous scene a couple weeks ago where Kellen's like, I want Michael now that scene. Yeah. Um, I think it's clear that they were trying to position Dominic as the dad, Kellen as the mom. Now that mom's gone, there's no other adults in the room. Yeah. Wendell's the little brother ratting on Donathan. Donathan's, like, mad that he didn't get, like, his dad's attention. Laurel's just trying to get their attention. Like, Angela's, like, the cousin who doesn't go against them. (laughs) Dominic's orchestrated this mafioso family, and they're following him. And I think that's what's been, that's the story that they've been trying to tell us. That explains Kellen's good edit. That explains so much, is that they actually were thinking about this as kind of a family unit unit yeah the thing i'll say is that i don't know where this should go whether it should go with kellen's part or the other story is that despite how much the edit seemed to make fun of kellen's strategy it almost like it was on the way to working for her i think like she was a little too late on like flipping but, I mean, from her perspective, she doesn't necessarily realize that Laurel and Donathan are that close. And she's like, oh, I can get these two easily. Like, Dominic and Wendell are such big threats. So, like, mm-hmm. they'll go with me, right? And then, like... The, I think, ultimately, her game... And, I mean, we'll get to that later. But I think, ultimately, her game did come down to... She waited a little bit too long. Like, I think what it is, ultimately, and this is a good segue, is her Navidi versus Malolo mentality. Where she was oh, for the sure. figurehead of the Navidi Pagong to the point where she didn't really bother to make relationships with the other side. So when she then try, then when she finally wakes up and realizes it's not Navidi versus Malolo anymore, everyone else has already been thinking that way and she's out of allies. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can't just expect somebody to flip because you get mad that someone doesn't bring you on a reward. And I think Kellen probably knows that. And I feel like Kellen probably does really well if she ever comes back. Especially now that the season has aired. Like, yes. And, I feel like Kellen easily knows her mistakes and is like, oh. Mm -hmm. uh, To me, she has, like, Cyril Lucina upside where, like, she would come back on another season. Everyone's like, oh, all I remember from her is that she was, like, hilariously loyal. But they'll forget that she was actually kind of savvy. Yeah. Like, everyone. uh, Please don't bring her back for another season. 
don't bring her back, I would love Kellen back. I still want her to win. But um, for this theme of Navita versus Malolo, I think, like, one, I think it's dead at this point. Yeah, like, other other than that, it was almost dead. Like, I don't think we got either, other than the recap, maybe it wasn't mentioned, which is, like, first time meteoric for this season. Yeah, and, like, I think the reason is because um, it went from Navita versus Malolo, Malolo's the underdogs, to Laurel has firmly turned into a minion of Dominic and Wendell, and that's it. Like, she is, like, divorced herself from her Malolo <laughs> underdog status to just basically admitting she's fine with losing. Yeah, and I think we'll get this probably back in the finale where some Malolo makes final tribal council and they're like, hey, look, a Malolo did it. I'm at the end. But then the Malolos are like, nope. Yeah. I guess this is a good time to say it. My one number one biggest fear in the entire world is some weird situation at Final Tribal Council where, say, Laurel is there and Laurel is like something, something Malolo, and then all the Malolos vote for her, and this, her weird split vote situation actually does happen. Yeah. I'm like, if that happens, like, oh my God. Like, and it's like there was a point not so long ago where I was like, that would have been the best case for me. But now I'm just so tired of Mal- or Laurel and all her chances she exhausted that I I would rather just see like a Dominic or Wendell straight out win. Absolutely, and like I guess that's one thing that I, I, you can maybe commend the editors for is like t- next week I will be happy when one of those two win because the other people are bad choices. Yes, uh, and this I don't know. Uh, other than that, like this episode literally didn't mention it and that's the first time uh and i think that is interesting uh as a season as a whole that it dominated till the second last episode um and maybe it'll come back again but um well it was a it was such a factor in everything mm -hmm. like and it always broke in the navidi majority's favor like except for morgan but, like, even with Chris, you can say, oh, Chris was too much of a, like, wild card to, like, keep around. Or, like, Desiree was obviously going to the other side, so that's not The good. only Navidis who left before now were, uh, I guess, other than Bradley. Yeah. Bradley, I think, is the exception. Every other one was one who flipped. Yeah, but even Bradley was, like, is Bradley too much of a... Like, not good person to... Yeah, Bradley got voted out for being a dick. And then the other ones, like, Desiree literally flipped and got caught. Morgan, I guess, didn't necessarily flip, but, like, was getting really close with Libby. And that's kind of how it portrayed as why she leaves. Partly also, like, good blindside and all that. Um, And, yeah, and now, like... Oh my, Kellen, wait, yeah, Chris sympathizes. Wow, that's it. That's actually nuts. Kellen yeah. is like the first, oh, that's wild. That is wild. Well, I, I mean, Chelsea. Adds to the Chelsea is story. when it actually breaks and is like, oh, the Navidi majority does not matter anymore. Yes. Yeah, that's just, that's wild, honestly. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel like just the fact that Navidi versus Malolo, after two swaps in the final eight is a thing that is coming up. I feel like the production production knew they were had a dud on their hands that the fact that that's how votes were still breaking yeah i mean that's a like there's a reason pagongs aren't epic like yeah thanks, there's a Kevin. reason like seasons like redemption island or even one world are not considered good is in part because there's no like dynamic strategy mm-hmm. and yeah like honestly this one's very very similar and honestly partly of that is due to the probably the over not necessarily the overabundance of twists because i actually think this season has been okay for the advantages interjected but one 
the men, like the early swap, I think, ultimately, I hope, is what they take from this season. Never swap after the second vote ever again. It has only ever led to a pagonging. It will only ever lead to a pagonging because <laughs> you literally don't give people enough time to dislike each other because they always cast people who they know are going to be the first boot. Like, they know there's going to be, like, Chris, if I guess if they went to the first tribal on Navidi, Chris leaves, that's not enough time for any bonds to really matter, for people to get mad at each other. You want enough time for people to start disliking each other, start distrusting each other. If you swap immediately, they have no reason to distrust each other, and then you get a pagonging, and it happens every time. Please listen, producers. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is like if they don't have a chance to vote and fracture in any way, and then you provide them with people who they can easily like align against that they don't feel how they have to break trust with like that's what's going to happen yeah and like contrast that to millennials versus gen x where on the swap tribe every single time someone of the original tribe who had more people left because they waited long enough for people to actually have sides and like allegiances and they actually did care about like like they had people they didn't like. They had people they didn't want to work with. They had people they did really want to work with to the point where they were, well, like, you know what I mean? Like, there was dissension on both sides. And it's because they let things pass naturally rather than just, like, fearing that, like, swaps don't make things interesting necessarily. They do if you time them right. But if you put them too early, it's asking for belonging. Yeah. <sighs> Please listen. <laughs> um, anyways, um, uh, one theme that I think firmly died this episode which it's been like one of the major stories of the entire season is playing with your gut. Uh, Kellen in this episode gives closure to the story where she talks about how after her divorce, she decided to start living her life in a different way by trusting her gut. And I think this was actually a very happy kind of resolution to it. When she said this, I more or less realized she was leaving. Um, But it kind of gave me some like more appreciation for Kellen and that like maybe it's because of this podcast but like we have been tracking how much this means to her and how she made like other people care about like playing with your gut to the point of like absurdity kind of um it made me appreciate her just a little bit more that she did give this like nice resolution and it's kind of clear that the producers were tracking this story oh yeah absolutely like I agree with you when you said once she mentioned trusting her gut it was like oh this is the end. I don't think it necessarily played out the worst or played out the best in that like I can't really put why trusting her gut made Kellen go out necessarily like oh yeah but it's, yeah I feel like at this point it, this it didn't really have an arc per se it was a it was like this kind of like I feel like they were doing something with Kellen where it's like they were trying to make her kind of annoying but you appreciate that she's at least trying. And I think that's ultimately what they've been trying to do with her story and why, like, like she does get the pagongings will be epic. So it, like, grinds a little bit, but then you're like, at least she cares, whereas the rest of these final six don't. You know what I mean? Like, I think they are trying to do that. And I think with the playing with your gut thing, I think that is relevant. And the fact that they with like, she has talked about her divorce before, but she never, like, spelled it out like that necessarily. Like... Yeah. The reason I'm like this and the reason I go like this is the divorce and I want to be better and I know I have some bad qualities, but I'm working. You know what I mean? Like it's to me, it shows that they this was their kind of like mini story to kind of thank Kellen. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. Like Kellen, with whether you like her or you hate her, like without Kellen, this season is even more dire. 
Yeah, imagine, like, you replace Kellen with, like, somebody like Chelsea or something. Like, it's, like, just replacement-level person. Like, yeah, and everything happens the exact same. Like, yeah, at but... least Kellen's charismatic. At least she, I buy that she was thinking she would win, and maybe she made a mistake. But, and, like, her one bad decision, which is actually the next theme, uh, was... I do think that actually was also Kellen's story, and that she did wait too long. I think this... I think the season was trying to tell you that. Yeah. And I guess we get with Sebastian getting her vote. Like, she's some sort of bad decision flag bearer. But yeah, also, like, with her misusing the vote or waiting too long, we see all her bad decisions come to light. Mm -hmm. And most of them, like, I don't think any one of them had to do with really badly playing with your gut or anything like that like i do think there's a disconnect and but like i do think they were trying to tell the story somebody who has all the tools to do do well in survivor yeah and but misses the mark in that she can't she was too obsessed with the navidi versus malolo thing i think all of these things like so far have been super in your face about Kellen. Is that because she's doing a really good job playing production and getting like, like doing good confessionals that they can make a stories out of or like, you know what I mean? Like there's clear focus to integrating her into a lot of these stories. And I think mm-hmm. that's actually very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still a little confused on the whole like arc of it, but I think in the end I'm, I like Kellen now and I'm glad she was a big part of it. I agree. It mostly out of like I get what her purpose in this season was. Yeah. Um okay, and with this one bad decision theme that we're talking about, uh and other than Kellen in this episode, uh I mean, it obviously was with Donathan, like yeah. Who oh, what a bad look. What a bad look. Absolutely. And it was just bad all around. I guess it's honestly this might go against the one bad decision can ruin your game because he made like nine bad decisions in this episode and <laughs> got out fine. Like well, he effectively almost voted himself out. I mean, we can't say fine. I mean, that's part of the problem. My Laurel is a not great yes, player true. in the eyes of many. Is that even though Donathan is still in it, like we've said, he has zero chance of winning the game. Okay, Spencer Bledsoe. <laughs> But yeah, I think one bad decision can like, and he's not new to this. I mean, he misplayed his idol and I don't know what struck him to be like, I need to make big moves because I think there was still a chance where he could be seen as someone who grew and won in the eyes of the jury. But I don't know. I th- I think he does. I like to me, I do actually have an appreciation and I, I was, I'm, I'll talk about that again later, but like, I do have an appreciation for how at least what donathan's thinking uh but yeah like i feel like this is kind of a shared one between kellen donathan and just a couple other people like chris uh I got this probably the main story uh, is the one bad decision thing. Um, maybe even Laurel not flipping. You know what I mean? Like, I oh, think yeah. they are trying to hammer in the vitalness of being always on your toes and thinking of a couple steps ahead. I like, because I think at the reunion, a segment will probably be like bad decisions in general. And you can just see Jeff, no matter where Laurel places, well, except first in some weird dimension, but like. Laurel, why didn't you flip? And, like, mm-hmm. she'll scramble through some answer, but... Split yeah. votes! But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I, I can't... Was anything else really particularly relevant in this episode with it? Um, with regards to... Oh, like... like the one bad decision? Mm, I don't think I mean, so. a little bit of on Laurel, like, because of that. Well, yeah, but... Yeah, but... She's yeah. gonna be there. Um, I don't know... The next- there's Wendell's like challenge uproar, but I mean, is it a bad decision if 
Maybe a new strategy is just to pretend you won every challenge so people yeah, don't Yeah, apparently that out. gives you pseudo immunity. <laughs> like, I'm, I am shocked that – and that's something I really want to get a like, kind of in-depth conversation about later. Oh, yeah. I was dumbfounded at how that whole thing was edited and everything. Yeah, because um, there's a point just discussing it and what it means and then, like, how does it actually affect Wendell's edit, which yes. we'll get to when we talk about Wendell. Yeah. Um, so next up is Fresh New Life. Uh, I don't think this was at all relevant in this episode. I I feel like I remember it. I think uh, Jeff, when he was describing the immunity challenge, talked about how this is the make or break moment for someone and it's a matter of whether they know it and whether they can push through it, but... Right. No, yeah, that's a good point. But, like, I mean, it was obviously the make-or-break moment for Kellen, and she could not do it, so... Mm-hmm. That would have been interesting, honestly. Actually, no, it wouldn't. Jonathan would have just left. <laughs> unless it's just some... Unless when we get to Wendell later and his challenge blow up, if, like, that's some sort of make-or-break moment for him, and it gets brought up. But, I like, I guess he will mm-hmm. have a plenty of jurors who have seen that... So yeah, it's I don't so know. hard to say. I don't know. Like honestly, I think we'll see. I think this is a huge story. Just it's this being the second last. I honestly maybe Sebastian be Sebastian kind of um getting new life when he goes to Ghost Island. Uh, I mean, like, I'm gonna make big moves. I'm gonna be a shark and then do nothing. If but. if like that is their turnaround, like if him being a Remora leads to him winning the game, like I'm kind of here for it, but I'm also really done with this. But I don't think so. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, it's far too late. I think they just were like, here's our final Ghost Island person mm-hmm. pretending this means a lot to their game. Yes. Um, okay, next up is different types of strength. Uh, I feel like this was not only not in this episode, but was almost kind of, like, dumped. Like, it was like, oh, uh, Dom and Wendell are just, they're the best, and uh, anything <laughs> else doesn't matter. Like, yeah. To, I feel like it'll probably come up at Final Tri- Tribal in a major way, and, like, yeah. somebody's going to be talking about this because of how much it's been talked about. I, But I think that's it. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of done with regards to who's left. I think we know all their strengths, pretty much. It's just a matter of... And there's two clear frontrunners, you know what I mean? Like, this story yeah. doesn't work if it there's two people who the seasons told us over and over again beats anybody by a decent margin, and, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really work that way unless it's the story of... Dominic versus Wendell at the end, and it's the, their pitches, which I think could be true, but I don't know. Like, it on it's on hold for now. Definitely, that's that's where I would put it. Um. So next up is Wendell's kind of mini story of little reminders, specifically the shell scene. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, little reminders, paying attention, saying we. Um, I don't think it was super relevant other than like that moment where um wendell was talking about how he picked laurel to go on the reward with him because he wanted to rope her back in because she's been flip floppy uh and that to me did connect to this in a pretty big way and further proves this is wendell's story i think there's an interesting to bring it back again to the immunity challenge where it's like wendell being but like what about me like Mm -hmm, that sort of contradicts what he was saying a little but also him not really disagree that's the thing is i don't know how i'm supposed to read that at all i read that as him being whiny but i don't think that's really necessarily what they were trying to do it was just weird like he was very flat he was very like seemingly emotionless and then 
Jeff's like, do you want to disagree? And he's like, no, Laurel can have it, which could be a good or bad thing for this story. And I don't know, like either he threw a fit and was trying to get, um, trying to like ransom for immunity and then just kind of backed off or he was like trying to make a little bit of a spectacle to show that he cared about Laurel enough to let her have immunity. I don't know if it's just like a thing you show no matter what. And we don't know how much or how little they left out or that, included. So that to me reads like a thing they do not show unless it's important for some reason. Really? Could you get like, away with not showing it, you think? think? I guarantee you that a million times after challenges, somebody screams and is like what do you mean i drop well you know what i mean like that stuff's gotta happen and like huh. i feel like they don't show it um for all kinds of reasons and like that to me is one of those moments where it's like they did not have to show it at all because he didn't finish first yeah you know I mean? like maybe he did but you could just pan over like all the time, I feel like it's one of those things where in exit interviews, you always hear like, oh, yeah, I was actually way behind in the challenge. Or I was actually yeah. like, like that, it's the kind of thing where you can, this is the thing they cut. And that's why I'm like, they were either doing it to show Wendell's bad or good. And it was just kind of awkward. Oh, yeah. It was, there's a sort of epicness to just the challenge atmosphere. And like, once Wendell disputes it and like probes is kind of like, what? It just sort of cuts through all that and like drops the facade. And it's, it's really weird. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I bet that it comes up again. And I wouldn't be surprised if literally the reason Laurel doesn't do it is she rationalizes that. And that's the only way she rationalized it is that. And that's why they had to stay. Oh, or possibly. Yeah. A way to show that Wendell is, in fact, good at challenges, or uh, maybe it, it was there to show that he, that's a form of his social game. Like, maybe he gets Laurel's jury vote, and why? Because he let her have immunity. You know what I mean? Like, I think it is going to come back up. Or even he gets crucified at Final Tribal Council, people being like, how dare you give up immunity? You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think it could be all kinds of different things. Yeah, it's very, very up in the air. I would not but, be surprised to see it come back and... I don't know. I got another fancy segue. So we got a new segment kind of uh, for stories we should have seen and didn't didn't uh, talk about all the time. Uh, <laughs> so the first one we're going to talk about here is Oblivious Wendell, which I think is the number one reason they show this. Um, so in the challenge, Jeff Probst literally says, um, Wendell, so far ahead, he's it's like he's oblivious to everybody else. And then he loses the challenge by literally not noted, like not bothering to say, "Hey, Jeff, I won." Because the sto I think the story they were trying to say is he was so absorbed in what he was doing that he didn't notice that somebody was gaining on him. What a good metaphor, perhaps, for Wendell losing. Uh, Wendell starts as the front runner as he slowly lets Dominic steal all the power um, away from him. I think that is one million percent intentional, and I think that that is why they included that scene i get from someone who analyzes the edit like why wendell is a front runner but do you think the show was actually projecting that well think about how many times it's been like we need to break up dom and wendell wendell's the good one like wendell's the one to go after like multiple times wendell has been the decoy boot and that to me uh and i think the way they're saying it is like when people want to vote somebody they're voting for the biggest threat of the two the biggest threat of the two is wendell mm -hmm. and i think that is what they're trying to do and i'm not necessarily him not necessarily dominic but just like um and like we get oblivious wendell all the time you know what i mean like and the fact that it yeah. was subtitled and like super blatant was like wild to me because um we've seen 
Wendell not realize that uh, Laurel was very turned off by him not telling him about the idol. Uh, the uh, the uh, Angela Morgan boot situation. Um, Oblivious Wendell is like front and center all the time. When the Desiree Laurel situation, mm-hmm. he's there but like not paying attention. Yeah. Which is uh, weird because one of his stories is paying attention. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because it's paying attention to people's personalities, but strategically and game-wise, he is oblivious. And Jeff spelled that out big time huh. in this challenge. And I think that is why they show this long extended thing to show exactly how he was oblivious. He did win the challenge. He didn't look at the other people to see it was a t- neck and neck race. So he didn't bother to yell, yo, Probst. Yeah. That to me is why they show this and not a good sign for Wendell. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'm firmly believing that, like, they probably show this regardless, especially if it's, like, why Laurel doesn't vote Wendell or something. And it wasn't, like, I don't have Wendell as a contender anymore. I don't know if that's just because it's like we're leading into the finale and it's like, why bother saying two people are going to win? But I don't know. It just feels like such a runaway thing. I don't think this hurt his chances too much, but I don't know. Oh, to me, it did big time and it made me very sad. Uh, But we'll get to that later. Uh, The only other one that I think is in the sort of like what we should have seen um, is underestimated Donathan. uh, Because like multiple times, like Bradley says like, Donathan's just here on summer camp and like I mean, they're like the whole time we're like it's very weird he's like a growth edit but not getting the growth edit and but like he's not growing etc cetera, etc cetera. I think really it was like everyone underestimates him and he's he the right to I think is the story hmm yeah it's weird that it's definitely not a growth edit and that it's obviously like taken negative turns like even it's before the anti-growth edit but well, the shrink at it. No, because like Donathan goes from power player to can't influence anything. I don't know. I see it as like he sort of stood by and was like, "Oh, I'm tucked in cozily to this alliance of four that'll get me to the end." And then he slowly realizes he needs to flip on it, but like can't, and so he just sort of goes bonkers and starts trying all sorts of things that don't look great and still don't get the job done. That's that to me is why it's kind of the reverse growth edit, right? Because it's like he is in a position okay, where, okay. yeah, you know I, what I mean. Like, yeah, at the start of the season, they present him as capable. Like he grows in the first episode, but then from then on, he's capable. He's doing things. He's thinking about things. He's thinking about things strategically. And at this point, he's off his rocker. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah, is, absolutely. I think this the story was he. It, that's why it was so weird. I think is we were tracking a growth edit. It was just his growth into a worse survivor player. I don't know. His growth into losing his cool. I think what we noted was that it started, like, the growth all happened at once. Yes. And then we were like, so what's happening from here? Is this a winner's edit? But no, I think what we saw is he's underestimated, but, like, in a really not good way for him, where Mm -hmm. he's just like, oh, this this is happening. Yeah, it's like... He's better than maybe people think. You know what it is? It's he's underestimated in his awareness, but not as a player. Yeah. I think that's probably what it is. I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, I think that's good for the underestimated Donathan because we probably will come back to him um, and probably have more points. Uh, so next up is the part of the show where we kind of just go through each person uh, and track their journey and where we think they'll end up. Uh, and so, as always, still, we start with Angela. <laughs> oh, Angela. What are we going to do without her? Um, What a terrible episode 13 edit for someone. Yeah. 
Like, this is maybe the worst ever. Yeah, like, it's no, not... I was trying to rack my brain for a worse, like, second last episode edit, and... I mean, there's it... so... There's a ton to consider, but, like, it just goes beyond, like, not being in focus. It's like, you said one sentence, and you were just abysmal... Abysmally presented at the challenge. I don't want to say... And Jeff shoot. literally said, like, Angela, all alone, and nobody, with nobody nearby... <laughs> completely embarrassing like that's your only content in an episode yeah or like donathan did that was her only sentence and like she has that thing where she looks at wendell about the vote and then that's a weird scene too because like wendell just sort of like shrugs his shoulders like as though the vote doesn't matter which i guess at that point it really doesn't matter for dominic or wendell but, like, it sort of felt like Angela realizing, like, ugh. Yeah, and, I, like, is her story just, like, that one confessional where she was talking about being alone and no one valuing her? Like, <laughs> that's really sad. Like, that is really, really sad. And her freaking every second episode thing continues to the point where, is she gonna be invisible in the finale? Like, I think she could easily be that Troyzan finalist, which I would count. Because, like, like, why do you get rid of Angela? Like, I guess there's the idea that the four stick together, but, like... it's Yeah, there's no way that's why? happening. Like, I mean, I would have to go back and see, like, why Chelsea, Sabrina, and Kim stuck together. And, like... I mean, it's because they, like, each one of them thought they were Kim's number one and wanted to help... But, like, the but, four's not sticking together because Donathan is going volatile, right? Like, the three might stick together. Oh, sure. But, yeah, like, and Angela's not in it. Like, what is Angela thinking when people win rewards and they're taking everybody but her every time? And, like, it, I don't get what she's thinking at all about how this game's working. Like, where does she think she slots in at all? I don't even think she's playing for third. Like, <laughs> Like, honestly, like, I almost wish she would just get a confessional being like, so now I'm going to uh, do something awful and annoying and hope that makes them want to take me to the end so I can get 100, 100 grand for my daughter. You know what I mean? Like, because she's clearly not, not valued. I think she's the only one who hasn't been picked for a reward. She's always picked last to go to the challenges, like, on the rewards. And it's like, like how do you not? Like, if she votes with Kellen and Donathan, like, Wendell goes home. I don't get it at all wait when like tonight you know what i mean like or any point you know what i mean like last week if kellen gets oh i guess she did vote against wendell last week right yeah i guess but like this, this vote she... was weirdly between kellen and donathan and dominic but like if they all go together which if you're angela you should be trying to do but i don't know it's <laughs> and like especially when the conduit like the one in- content she gets the conduit is Dominic passed something to Wendell and won't say what it is. And and she's like, Donathan did that? I guess that's that's a super underrated point that doesn't really relate to Angela, but it's something to consider about this whole episode, is that, like, Dominic passed something to Wendell, and they were like, don't worry about it, guys. And then everyone was like, okay. Yeah. Reminds <laughs> me a lot of, uh, hey, guys, I have a fake idol. And everyone at first being like, like James being like, that's obviously fake. He's a Russell Hans 2.0. I don't buy him at all. And no one else doing it. Like, maybe that is another reason Malolo gets a decent edit. James even is. James correctly called it. And no one else did. And I mean, here, technically, Donathan is the one calling it too. It's not yeah. in the best light, but. Yeah, like, it's, to me, it's wild. Like, I don't know how if you're Angela you hear it they don't deny that that happened dominic passed something to him even if it was a letter saying i love you like it's 
doesn't matter what it is. If somebody is passing something to somebody secretly, you should know they're a duo when they're constantly picking each other. Like, yeah, I get people don't realize they're close or whatever, but they should. They don't realize who are close. Like the four, Dominic, Wendell, whatever it is. I mean, I assume they know Dominic and Wendell are close, but like, if they do, do they just not care? It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. On to Dominic. What an incredible episode 13. I mean, yep. Just another good episode for Dominic. Getting to talk about the magic of children and like... I've got two. That was so weird. (laughs) Like, he's just like holding two children and like running and like... I mean, that's a dad thing to do, I think. I don't know. Like, 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 my uncle would do that to me when I was a kid. I mean, like, I feel like... (laughs) Yeah, but that's your uncle to you, but, like, Dominic to, like, two, like, Fijian children. See, to me, I read that as cute. But I mean, it's it's cute, but it's it's still strange and made me laugh both times I saw it. So okay, okay. But yeah, um, in this episode, Dominic gets to uh, be completely accurate in all his reads again. Be humble. Talk about his family. Talk about the magic of children. Uh, completely go unscathed. No potential for him to go. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm almost disappointed now if Dominic doesn't win. Because, like, yeah. the edit... The, Dominic is my favorite left. Dominic is an older alpha male that... That's, like, the opposite of you. are not congruent. Like, ah. Uh, like, in all my years of knowing you and talking to you about Survivor. <laughs> like, I like, just... I would normally go for, like, Angela, but Angela's, like, a non-entity. Or, like, Laurel, but Laurel is too frustrating. And then... <sighs> Yeah, like... Like, your favorites are always, like... Like, my joke is always, Joe loves the UTR quirky girl. Like... Yeah. And Dominic is your favorite. <laughs> like, that... Like, Dominic, who is the opposite of everything about that. He, like, <laughs> he's a bit quirky. Like... He is a bit quirky, yeah. He is... He's fine. He, I like him. But, yeah. It's just wild. And, like, not only that, but we have Laurel talking about, in the past not trusting Wendell. We have Wendell currently talking about how he thinks Laurel doesn't trust him. We have Wendell talking about how he 100% wants to go to the end with Dominic. We have Dominic talking about two weeks ago, he's willing to cut Wendell. So Laurel has problems with Wendell. Wendell has problems with Laurel. They both love Dominic. <laughs> like, no one has anything negative to say about Dominic since Chris left, ever. Yeah. If any negativity goes towards them, it goes to Wendell. It's just... Part of me wonders if, like, I feel like there's a lot of sentiment that Probes probably thinks this is a good season, and maybe there's this idea that, like, oh, there's this battle between Chris and Dominic. Don't they both look terrible? But then, like, you get to this point where you're like, oh, Dominic was great all the time. You just didn't need to have Chris. And look how great... Look, we tricked you. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's not really a trick. Like, Dominic has this, like, late Kim Spradlin surge where it's, like, his edit is perfect. And... Yeah. Yeah. It's like literally from the merge on, it was basically perfect, and I don't know what to say. Like it to me, he is he's the winner. Yeah, I mean, like he is he is the winners at it. It's just they started it in episode six. Like yeah, like that's the only difference is like or whatever episode eight, I guess episode eight. Well, episode um, six is a good one because it's when he's finally separated from Chris. Yeah. Until the merge, and then... Yeah, and then from then on, he just is a different person. And that's... Okay, that's, I guess, a winner's edit. Like, like I, I, I don't really know what to say with it, because it's like, okay, so you... To decoy, you just made him look like the decoy, and then he was the decoy anyway, which to me is bad storytelling, because the whole point of it... Most people aren't thinking of him as the decoy. Yeah. Like, like to me, his edit seems like a... 
specific reaction to Edric and not in a good way. Like, not in a way of, like, you're hiding him or, like, doing something creative, making more people viable. You're just like, he's the, he's bad and he's, uh, he's bad Tony. Now he's not. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a lot of people are saying he breaks so many Edric rules and I, like, kind of get it. Like, super visible in the beginning, um, some tonal inconsistency. But in a way, it just feels like, the natural progression like his story still makes sense Mm -hmm. which is an accomplishment and like i mean i like dominic but i don't like this because it's like production is being like hey guys this is okay now like you can be the super overbearing like really overbearing alpha male and like you can win and that's okay yeah that's all you have to do you know i mean like and we're gonna show him as the best from the start like it's it's real it's real obnoxious and yeah i still think there is a chance he's not well um, yeah but it's not super high and the only there's only one other contender and like if i would at this point if wendell beats dominic in the finals i would be upset yeah, it's not, it's more confusing. Yeah, it's just, okay, like, I guess you, I don't know, I guess you, you like, reverse Monica Culpeppered it, like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's very odd, it's very odd, Um, but I don't know, I don't really know what to say, because at this point, we've been presented somebody who, their disagreement with somebody was their only negativity in the entire season, at all. Yeah. The only bad thing they ever got was a feud, that they went to one tribal together, like, <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that's insane honestly maybe this is boston robs edit in redemption island if francesca just randomly keeps getting saved by (laughs) things like and because i I don't know like that must be it i don't know um a quick aside because i've started hearing discussion for it but like where do you think dominic if he wins and i guess we can talk about this with wendell too where do you think he ranks just as a winner like, as how good of a winner. Very close to the top. Yeah, I would say I think. he's pretty good. He got, like, a ton of lucky breaks. He benefits from the Navidi versus Malolo thing that just, like, dominated the season. But And, yeah, he benefits a lot from the composition of the season with the early swap. Yeah. Oh, like, Navidi always swapping into majority. Like honestly a bad cast but like i don't think you should ever actually hold bad cast against people i never think you should like that kind of stuff like i don't think it's really a huge deal like unless there's people who are like beyond the uh, beyond below replacement level yeah yeah i mean like and i think some of these people are but like uh, i mostly i would attribute it to the lucky swap kind of thing um but yeah, for me, he would be certainly like probably top five, maybe top, maybe just top 10. I would say comfortably top 10. I'd have to think about it more. It would be really high because like, yeah, Donathan ruined his perfect game and I don't think he'll get all the jury votes either. But, but like, I also think the uh, the like attribution for a perfect game is very arbitrary. I mean, yeah. And like Donathan's vote was totally out of spite. Like yes. as an exclamation point, Dom, like. I hate you. I will not let you speak. It was gross. I yeah, like, to me, Kim's <laughs> mm, Kim Spradlin played pretty close to a perfect game, other than almost getting idled out by Troy Zan. Uh Yeah, I think, are we, are we in agreement that Kim Spradlin is the best winner? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Easy. And, like, Kim Spradlin lost two jury votes to Sabrina. Yeah, to me, like, but it like, does not matter if you, lo- if you don't win unanimously. To me, like, to me, a perfect game is one where you were never legitimately in danger, and you were always going to win. Like, you were always going to win at the end. You had a clear pathway, and you were rarely in danger. Is to me, is a perfect game not, they never got a vote and got all the jury votes. To me, that's, well, like, five I jury mean, votes means just the, as much as ten. 
I get the definition of perfect game, but like I don't think the best game is a on paper perfect game necessarily. Because like I, Earl I, I just Cole, think Rita throws him a vote and like that knocks it off. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like I that. Don't know. Anyways, yeah, like for me, it's like Dominic would be like I, I would say easy top. 10 probably top five uh and we'll get to wendell when we get to him i guess yeah um because yeah like dude just like really has never been in danger like the most he was in danger was chris not playing the idol but even then he didn't actually get a vote so (laughs) yeah so all right (laughs) um yeah next up somebody who would not be anywhere near the top 10 of winners if they were to win is your boy donathan he is Um, not my boy you can have him. yeah no i don't want him either hot take of the people left Donathan is playing the third best game. Isn't that nuts? I don't know if I agree. <laughs> I think it's scarily close. I think he's really hooked onto big moves with a Z, and I think he favors that over playing smartly. So my take would be, so Wendell and Dominic are, I think, clear top. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I don't need to think I need to argue it. Angela, I have no idea what she's doing in the game <laughs> at all. Like, I think she's. I think I could make a retrospective podcast a week from now on why Angela might be the worst player of all time. Um, no. I really think she is in that category. I think she is up there <laughs> with people who continuously played against their own interests for no reason. Sebastian, I don't think it's quite that bad. I think he's generic floater, no win equity at any point, didn't ever try person. Whatever. Yeah. I don't think he's a choice and to me laurel and donathan at least have like a pulse you know what i mean like they at least have a, a method for why they're doing things so they're above them for me donathan lacks some of the skills to do well in survivor um but knows what he knows what to do but not how to do it laurel knows how to knows do things how to do but it, didn't doesn't do the know right what things. to do yeah yeah exactly and to me survivor is like like there are plenty of people who theoretically would be great survivor players who will never win and i think laurel's one of those people um watch me be wrong next week um (laughs) but uh yeah like to me it's like i almost hold it more against you if you have all the tools and you're always going to be putting yourself in a losing position uh i think laurel is one of those people maybe she locks out and there's like the two people she chooses to ally with for the entire game are like vile people or something like it's like dan foley or whatever but um i think the thing is she could win this game very easily i think she is really capable uh but is just playing against her own interest and to me that is like to me she's not much different than sebastian other than she like at least sebastian i can be like maybe the dude hasn't seen enough survivor to know what he's doing wrong laurel i'm like she's playing like sebastian but she's articulating differently like Hmm. to me it's like a it's like you hold the uh mechanic more accountable when he messes up your car than like, your uncle or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, she theoretically know, has all the information and should know what she's doing, but she's doing it wrong. I don't know. I struggle to... I think the edit might just be tricking me, maybe, where I'm like, but Laurel is, like, considering things. Like, everyone out there is considering things, I suppose. But I think you're right. I think Laurel has a lot of the tools needed, and I don't think she can do it this particular season, but I wouldn't counter out just on another season. I would. I, would. I think I think of the way this season is structured really although it looks like it's benefited her hasn't in the end. I think I think it did. I think 
the fact that she aligned with Wendell and Dominic, I mean, I think that's a good thing for her. Um, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like... But I had... think the swaps and stuff, like, the fact that this was a Paganging until... And her with her four-person alliance was incredible for her to get to eight and then cut those two, right? Like, I really think she was in almost a perfect position and played herself out of it to the point where I don't think... Even on the beach, like, two weeks ago, I said, if I was on the beach right now, I would be pegging Laurel as the winner. And now I would be pegging her as a losing finalist if I was on the beach. Mm, I don't know. Gra- uh, granted, I mean, I think this is also my second hot take, maybe. Um, Donathan is going to be the losing finalist, not Laurel. Mm, Laurel no, will get I cut think... despite her own, like, despite caring about them so much. I think she's going to get cut. I think Laurel will get cut. Because, or, I mean, I think Laurel will be the losing finalist. Because, I mean, if the storyline is that she scoops up votes from Dominic and Wendell, I think we're more likely to see, like, Dominic cut Wendell. Maybe the other way around, not really. But I think we're going to hit, like, Dominic, Laurel, and then one of Angela or Sebastian. I think we lose Donathan in sixth or fifth. Oh, that's possible. Yeah, you know what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I might just pencil in Angela then. Yeah, because I think there's a... Well, We'll, we'll, we'll I mean, we have Sebastian and Wendell to talk about and Winchell, but... Yeah, no, because I actually I want to make some pitches, and then we'll we'll do we'll, after we go through Wendell and Kellen, we'll go through who like where we think people are gonna go. Because yeah. I actually I have some predictions here. So, yeah. uh, do you have? I don't have anything else to add about Laurel or Donathan. Um, <laughs> We're just we didn't even give Laurel a good segment. Uh, uh the only person <laughs> I recognize is Yanni. Um, yeah, Laurel. Yeah, Yanni. Um, so yeah, we'll skip Yanni for this week. Uh, and next up is. <laughs> Sebastian, because I mean they're so t- Yanni and Donathan are so tied at this point. Yeah. Um. So next up is our boy Sebastian, the Ramora himself. Uh, <laughs> what a terrible story! Like the quirky guy who stopped being quirky randomly and then like quirky <laughs> just, again, I guess. And like I don't even remember like what he was doing early on. Like he said some stuff about gummies. I remember that, but like. There are some, like, more threes on my edge chart, and I'm like, what did you do? I know Jenna said something about your, or you said something about Jenna's hair, mm-hmm. um, but, like, what else? Yeah, I, like, at one point, I was like, wow, everything, everything Sebastian does is great. I want him to just be on every season. I want him to be everywhere. Like, he's just a funny guy. And now I'm like, mm, never mind. Like, maybe he just is he gave, like, seven good one-liners, and that's his seven confessionals. And everything else is just terrible, but, like, I don't get it at all. This edit makes no sense to me. I feel like this is a guy you could easily pitch as, like, a kid favorite, like an Aussie. Oh, for sure. He's, like, an Aussie who never won a challenge and never really made it far. (laughs) Or made it way farther. I don't know. I feel like I was a little kid would like that. I Um, mean, it's obvious he's in the same boat as Angela, but I think they bring different stuff to the table. Like, Sebastian's always going to be that funny guy, so you're going to want to give him little funny quips. But if he's playing this game where he also doesn't seem to have any intention of winning, you kind of just want to be like, well, you're in the background. I get that. To me, the difference is, like, Angela's not really going to be bringing the, like, super entertainment value, I don't think. Like, I feel like (laughs) you could just, like, film this, like, Sebastian somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, like he's on his own island, and he's just saying funny things sometimes, and he doesn't think about the game <laughs> at all. Ha, ha, ha. Because that's probably what it is. Like, unless he is just giving, like, really strategic, complex conf- confessionals, and he plays like this, and then they're just like, um, how do we do this? Which I guess <laughs> is possible. Yeah, like, maybe. I mean, they did it with the Laurel. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> True. 
true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. This is bad this episode. To me, it's the maybe, number one odd one. Maybe this is his turning point, and he plays his vote well, and he flips the game at the finale yeah. when it doesn't matter and wins. Oh. And one more point about Sebastian. So I'm under the impression that they put the double vote in exclusively so that someone like Donathan would get it and vote out Dominic or Wendell. I yeah, I buy that. I feel be- like they want one of Dominic or Wendell to go, but I think they probably want one of them to win, but yeah. like have a harder road. You know what I mean? Like I think they're probably like, "Oh my god, this is going to be boring." At least maybe they want maybe they want Kellen to pick this up. I would not be surprised at all if that's what they're wanting. Um, but like so you're saying they will put it in they're going to do some form of rigging, essentially. Why I not? Mean, why not just go like all the way and be like, Jeff gets on the walkie-talkie and he's like, "Okay, Sebastian's going. Like, what do we need to do?" I mean, I don't think it's that much. I think it's like give them something to tempt them to flip. Maybe their hope is next episode or something. But like to me, the fact like all the stuff we mentioned earlier is in like this is clearly not planned. Um, and before this, I would have been like, "No way!" Like they clearly have it planned right mm-hmm. this to me is like they don't because what if what if kellen still had it absolutely you know I mean? like what if she didn't play it like they're not putting it back in so it's not planned which to me is like they're like oh crap we need something for ghost island uh and we need to shake the game up because it's super predictable um what's the best thing to do a double vote because that breaks a tie so if donathan flips it's donathan gets it you know what i mean like yeah. That's how I'm reading it. And so I assume they were probably bummed out when Sebastian either got it or when it was clear that Sebastian was not going to do what they wanted with it. Yeah. Or was going to wait till too late or something. I don't know. I, just Ghost Island. One of the things I hate about it was, was like, treated as something which was, like, kind of almost bad for your game. But then, like, that facade almost broke immediately and it was like, you kind of want to go to Ghost Island, so... And also, like, in this episode, if I bet if it would be super weird to binge this season, because I distinctly remember it being, at the start, yeah, a negative thing. This episode, Jeff Probe says, you miss your chance at reward and your chance at going yeah. to Ghost Island. But then he's also like, so Sebastian, you want to go to Ghost Island? So, like... Yeah, it's like, I, no one explained to Probes that this is a blatantly a good thing in I every guess way. maybe he's thinking... Like, oh, Sebastian's now going to miss out on conversation back at camp. But, like, everything feels so decided. It's like, no, he's going to come back and get updated and he'll be fine. Yeah, like, Jeff, honey, I would be 1 million percent okay missing four days for (laughs) something. Like, at this point, the game is locked up. And it's because of this four-person alliance. It's because of your stupid early swap. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Anyways, on to Wendell. I think this was really a truly terrible episode for Wendell and sigh. I mean, it's things we've seen, I feel, like little inklings of how he talks to people sometimes when he's not like 100% on their side. Like Mm -hmm. we talked about his interaction with Donathan and then at the tribal council too, he gets into a big fight with him. And yeah, the challenge stuff, like, huh. I don't have him as N, but, like... Very... That's the thing, is, like, if I was 100% sure how I was supposed to take that scene, I would be giving it tone. I just... I made it... Yeah. I kept him toneless just because I don't get what I was supposed to be taking from it. Because, like, I mean, it's kind of justified, like, he did win the challenge, and, like, mm-hmm. it's not an explicit rule that you have to call out for Jeff. Um, and But then also, Laurel, like, 
Laurel's confessional is like positive about it. It's yeah. like I that it was just I don't know how I'm supposed to read this episode. And maybe like so I have now officially put Dominic over Wendell. Oh, uh, good. But I mean... Honestly, if <laughs> like I would not be surprised if like I get an interview with an editor and next week Wendell's our winner and they're like, oh, that was supposed to be his winner scene. Like I would not be surprised if that's what this was supposed to be. That it was just Ugh. really bad. Like <laughs> to me, it felt maybe like last episode doubt. Oh, could be. I guess. I don't. I think... Honestly, I think it's there for some spe- very specific reason, and I think they failed in whatever it was. Whatever it was, I think they, <laughs> they cannot win. Yeah. Like four people remaining, the editors also cannot win this season. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because this scene was clearly important. I'm sticking with there's no like this is something you cut unless it's vital. Um, and so I think it's gonna come back. I just it's depending how it comes back, I will probably retrospectively come back and and or pee this episode. Mm, I don't. Uh... I mean, I don't want to do it on the first watch, go back and change things. Yeah, 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 I agree. Because I had someone commenting, and they were roasting Edgix, as you do, and like they were like, I think you put too much tone in your thing. And I was like, well, I don't want to go back and change it, because that's how I felt, and some of that is so far away that, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would probably, like, in five years or whatever, I would consider it. Yeah, it's like, just rewatch, and then you know how it's going to go, and you can sort of interpret from there. Yeah, because I always... Re- There's one wonderful example of... um Was it Aris or something? Where, like, they actually specifically tried to make it a positive scene, and, like, unanimously on all Edric boards, they put it at N. <laughs> and, like, it's, like, come out that, like, that was meant to be literally p like on an edric chart was meant to be p i think it was an episode of rs and yeah exile island yeah, yeah i think it was in has some early it was the premiere i think yeah because he does yoga with them and mm. it kind of came off as like he's a weirdo especially on that tribe of young boys but yeah that's it and like that's the thing like this could be one of those moments i think because i read it as bad because i thought it was like whiny but like yeah that i think that's my personal inflection coming in yeah, and there's just a lot of that, whether it's, like, how you feel about Kellen, um, a lot of early season stuff about Dominic being an alpha male, like, a Tony-like. I think that's probably positive. <laughs> but, like, but, uh... it's just, that's the nature of Edric, and in the end, no one is completely right. It's this crazy made-up system Except fans me. have made to, like, analyze the season. Um, I would just say go with it defend it as best you can be willing to mm-hmm. change yeah that's my little stump bit on being a good addition yes um <laughs> i'm trying to think like other than that for wendell like this episode is what dropped him for me um i'm a little sad if he does end up winning that i'm putting dominic over him because uh, i have been basically wendell the entire season uh, for a long time anyway. Um, but I don't know. I'm trying to think if like I would have put Sarah Lucina second in the finale. I wouldn't have. Uh, I was pretty firm on that. That it was doubt. Uh, but that was major doubt. Uh, this was more weird. This was more just Dominic pro content. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of like just other negativity floating around. It felt weird to like shove a third negativity in because you've got Angela just being invisibly negative, Donathan being like blatantly negative, and then like Wendell having this like weird. To be okay, actually, this is this might be a hot take. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, if Dominic is the winner, or no, sorry, scratch that. Not if Dominic is the winner. 
Okay. If this is your penultimate episode, this is before the finale. This is the one that's most likely to have doubt in it. Um, historically, for me, if you're right and this is that scene was supposed to be negative, like he is supposed to be Mole the Road negative for. Mm-hmm. If you're right, I'm saying Wendell is the winner. If I'm right and this was supposed to be a positive for Wendell, Dominic is the winner. That's my take. That's my take because uh... I think if you have an episode where everyone is negative except for Dominic as the second to last episode, that is the definition of doubt but i think this was not meant to be taken that way which is why i'm putting dominic over but that's my take it's like it hinges on that scene i don't know it's just essentially that scene was so confusing that i just left it toneless and was like that's fair yeah that's what i'm probably gonna do too and then probably go back and retrospect it but my last take on wendell is um because of this theme that i added this week of um oblivious wendell and dominic talking about how he will be willing to cut wendell at some point um has made me believe is very likely wendell gets cut at the fire making challenge and maybe it doesn't matter so he's oblivious to the fact that dominic is planning on cutting him that's why that story is so front and center i think at this point it is front and center um i think wendell is an either cut at fifth or cut fourth like i think Mm, no i think no matter what wendell is not automatically into the final two or final three i think he is either losing fire or winning fire and i don't know which one hmm. i think he might win if he wins the fire and obviously he will lose if he loses the fire um, <laughs> great job dara oh yeah uh and maybe yeah, maybe he uh pulls a um uh uh, uh becky and <laughs> can't do either but um <laughs> yeah um that to me is where I see this going is what Dominic is going to cut Wendell. Yeah. Yeah. I it's think... just, does that matter? And Wendell won't see it coming. Wendell will not see it coming like a Malcolm in uh, Philippines, maybe. But I think if he wins, it's the story of how Malcolm got cut by Denise and then won anyway, or it's the story of Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, I don't think like basically my take is Wendell will not be losing to Dominic in the final three. Uh, I, think, I think it's possible. I, it's possible. I just think it's not very likely. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very... I eliminated Wendell, like I said earlier, for multiple reasons, but I'm just not feeling it. It feels too much like Dominic's game, and there's all those weak points that we've mentioned. It'd be weird for... Especially given the perfect edit Dominic has had for a while, Mm -hmm. it'd be weird for someone so flawed to come out on top, I think. I, yeah, I might agree, honestly. I don't know. But uh, do you have any more takes to make on Wendell? I do not believe so. So finally, we say goodbye to Kellen. Um, I think, honestly, what we take from her story is they they really liked her, but they were mad at her for being Pagongbot. And so they. I think, honestly, she had the best arc of anybody this season. Uh, I think Dominic is probably better, but Kellen... Oh, yeah, true, true, true. She's just such a character. She was there to play. She loved the game, yep. and she made it evident, and I think the editors were, like, just happy to see that. And then, yeah, she got herself into a bad place, but it kind of looked like it was all going to work out, and then it didn't, and... Mm-hmm. It's like I, I, to me, it reads like they're mad at her and like understand that a big reason why this season probably is not very good strategically is because of her and she stifles gameplay a lot. But she did it completely under the impression that she was gonna win. You know what I mean like they thought that, like she and they probably thought that she was their Kim Spradlin, so they were like, yeah, we love this girl who's just unabashedly pagonging and doing her thing. And then like, oh, that was her problem. Yeah. 
yeah other than that like i mean we talked a lot about kellen um and just i think throughout the whole season we've talked so much about oh, yeah. her and yeah and I, I think it's kind of cool that despite at one point i was like this is my least favorite survivor contestant of all time character um honestly i leave happy she was on the cast and happy yeah. so she went from my preseason favorite to my least favorite to like i adore her and kind of this post-ironic way to her to actual appreciation so i think that's kind of cool yeah and it seems like even the internet has kind of turned around on kellen too where it's just oh, like yeah. gosh this end game is so dire i miss right. kellen come back come back robot oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i think that's good um okay so now let's now what we'll do is where do we who do we think is where how the season's gonna run down yes Okay. Do you want to go first or shall I? Um, I can go first. Okay. okay. So I'm going to go with Donathan and Sebastian. Sebastian is going to come sixth. Uh, Sebastian is going to eat an idol next episode. Uh, the, the next time on Survivor was all about Sebastian. And I was like, this is a weird way to sell your finale. Um, so I imagine he <laughs> does turn true. into a shark, smells blood, and like runs into a chainsaw. Um, is he the second coming of Sharkly Ford? Yes. Yes, he is. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, in G- Game Changers, Haley Ford, every single time she talked, was immediately like cut behind a shark. It's very weird. And I Can thought you... it meant that she could be the winner. Imagine, Yeah, imagine if we had done this podcast during that. We would have been like, what does all this shark imagery mean? Oh, yeah. And how oh, yeah. does it relate to one Haley Ford? Yeah, uh, me and Joe had a uh, traumatic time with uh, animal imagery. Uh, but ultimately, we realized it doesn't matter. Yes. Animals and, are uh, just cool. And Yes, animals are just cool. Yeah. And they use it for thematic symbolism, and that's it. Um, <laughs> though I, I, I will say, I did always, I never had Haley Ford as number one. I did, I actually, from the beginning, thought Sarah was going to win. And oh, yeah. That, I was completely wrong on every other guess on about Game Changers. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think Sebastian is going to eat an idol at six. Okay. Donathan will eat an idol at five. What an exciting end of the merge. Lovely. Um, so that leaves Angela, Dominic, Laurel, Wendell. Laurel is going to win that final immunity challenge. Laurel is going to take Dom. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> no, Laurel's not going to win that. Dominic is going to win that. Bring Angela. You no. think so? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I uh somehow okay. Mm. Yeah, this is a, this, this is like happen? a puzzle where it's like, what has this season told me? If this is the final four, who's winning and who takes who? Yeah, really. Um, Wendell is not winning. Donathan is not winning that. Um, Angela is not winning that. So Dominic wins. Dominic wins. Takes Laurel or yeah. Donathan, I guess. Maybe Angela comes fifth. Yes, I'm gonna go Sebastian sixth, Angela fifth, Dominic takes Donathan. No, that doesn't make sense. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> this you, is really hard. Would you hard. like me to go? Because yes, you go. Okay. Um, so I actually, I probably would have put someone else at sixth, like Donathan at sixth, but I think you're right that Sebastian, with his recap focus, makes sense to go sixth. Um, word gets out about his double vote, and that tips off those two. Um, and then I think Donathan goes at five. So I have the same final four you do, but I think it's definitely Dominic winning, and he probably takes Laurel. And then... And then- so that's Angela versus Wendell Fire. Yeah. Wendell is totally winning that. I, I guess so. So, But I think okay. if, if it goes either way, I think if Angela wins, I think Dominic wins in a 
pretty much a blowout. Yeah. But it leaves Sebastian Wendell totally unresolved. Ugh. Yeah, that's what I mean. If, you, if that's your timeline, it's Dom- Dominic Wendell Laurel. Okay, so I think Dominic Laurel... There's no way it's Angela, Laurel, Dominic, I don't think, in that scenario. That is so weird. Okay, so Dominic, Laurel, Wendell. I think Dominic probably gets some flack for trying to cut Wendell. And Mm -hmm. I think this is where Wendell brings up stuff like giving the shell to Sebastian. Social game. And I think there's a theory out there that the vote split 5-5 and Laurel tie breaks it. (laughs) I don't... I I do not think that's happening. I think that's happening. I think Dominic gets a majority of the votes, Wendell gets a few, and then Laurel doesn't get any because she... Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but she never flipped. She never flipped. Okay. So that's my so, timeline. This is mine. Uh, and our conversation made me see it more. <laughs> so we're going to go with Sebastian 6th. Sebastian's coming 6th. Angela 5th. Okay. Angela also eats an idol or gets voted out or something. I don't care. Um, <laughs> They maybe they just view Donathan as that useless. He's gonna be our Abby Maria. Dominic Abby Maria w- never made it to fourth though. She made it. She was sixth, right? Uh, I think she was fifth once. I don't know. Fifth, fifth or sixth once. I can't remember. Um. Uh. Okay. So Dominic, what happens is so now we have a final four of the original four alliance, right? Dominic wins the challenge, brings your boy Do- Laurel. Sorry, brings <laughs> Laurel, your girl Laurel. Okay. Um, Donathan versus Wendell Firemaking. Uh, I don't know who wins. Um, and I re- I don't know who wins. Uh, for the sake of argument, I'll say Wendell wins and wins. Uh, but I guess that would make Wendell my winner pick. But <laughs> I guess whatever. Um, Donathan wins Firemaking and Dominic wins. Yeah, because Laurel can't split the votes because she's not going to be able to scoop up all those votes. if. Yeah, Don- and maybe that's, that's the story is like her one plan – like, don't bet on one stupid plan. <laughs> one stupid plan can haunt you forever. One stupid plan can haunt you forever. Um, Yeah, that maybe that's it. Um, I also think there's a possibility that... Because I still think this one bad decision thing could be a woo-woo-huang uh, situation. I just don't know how it's going to happen. Um, Like, maybe what it is is... Wendell takes Dominic. Wendell wins that final four, takes Dominic, and then Dominic's like, yeah. oh, I want to cut you. And maybe that's his pitch to the jury. Because that's that's the thing that I was having trouble here is I'm like, Dominic has to somehow be responsible for Wendell being there for that story to make sense. But then I also feel like Wendell's there, which makes the fire making make sense. But maybe the pit, maybe that story is resolved purely from Dominic saying he would have cut him hmm. or trying to or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. That's our predictions. Um... We both have Dominic number one at this point, which is sad. Yeah. I kind of want to be a contrarian and just pick Wendell anyway. Um, and maybe, you know what, for the fun and games of it, um, Joe, I will buy you a coffee if Dominic wins, and you will owe me a coffee if Wendell wins. Even though Dominic's your number one. Even though Dominic's my number I one. Mean, this is my compromise. Okay. Uh, because I think, I don't know, to me it actually is still really close, and I'm indecisive. I am like Laurel. Um <laughs> But ultimately, you're not going to flip and still pick Wendell, is what you're saying. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I, like, my heart really wants me to pick Wendell because, like, I can't imagine the agony I would feel if literally, like, the entire season, I've been, like, it's probably Wendell. And then the last episode, I picked somebody else. And, uh, like, I feel like I, that's just, like, on my, like, I would be more happy losing and Dominic winning. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, like, in the case where Wendell wins and I pick Dominic first, it just, it, it's... I would be sad. So that's Oh, you're like I'm like artificially your, putting Yeah, Wendell you're making first. yourself win no matter what. Where it's like 
Dominic wins, I'm satisfied. But if Wendell wins, I get a copy. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. like, Dominic is who I think is winning, like, earnestly. But, like, it's hard to, like, it's like sunken cost fallacy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's my thing for this season. Um, I don't think it's going to rank very high for me. This last two episodes, I think, have been, frankly, terrible. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just a lot of problems. Yeah, like, to me, I was thinking this probably be around 17, and now it's probably more around, like, 23. Um, I, but... I can never, like, contextualize where things fit in, but, like, I can just say I prefer evenly edited season, and this was not that. Yes, um, I agree. The facts, still to this day, not a single episode has had every remaining contestant, like, in that episode get a confessional. That's wild. Because, like, Angela did not get a confessional this episode. Um, I don't I think, think she Sebastian got one didn't la- Sebastian didn't last week, I think. And, like, every episode, Chelsea never got one. That counted wow. for her. And, like... That yeah. is brutal. Because, like, like that, you, get, that's... you get premieres where that happens. Yeah. Uh, the Heroes, Healers, Hustlers premiere, everyone except Cole, right? Cole and then Simone. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but then still... I think it was rectified pretty soon after. Yeah, it was It was pretty soon that everybody had one. Uh, I remember that. I think it might have been the one of the first. Oh, no, because, like, like, there's some of those seasons where everyone got an opening confessional. But, yeah, yeah. like, uh, the Blood vs. Water, everyone got an opening confessional. Yeah. Which, <laughs> wild. Um, honestly, I would not be against that. Maybe that's my pitch for this season. Give every single person a confessional at the start of the season. Guess what? That automatically makes Edgic a lot harder. Survivor. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Because like that instantly makes it significantly more difficult forever. Because everyone knows the premiere is the first episode, and it is the most important. Obviously, it's the first episode. That was a stupid thing to say. It is the most important, first in importance. Um, and if you give everyone an opening confessional, it gets much harder to just Edgic. Unless I don't know. I mean, you can still probably really narrow down a few people, but. Then it's based on content. Yes. Like, Not just, did they get something? Can I eliminate them? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's... I'm trying to think of any other major takeaways. I mean, that's probably what next week's going to mostly be. Um, yeah, because we won't be able to uh, yeah, I feel like on next who's winning. Week, yeah, I think like a teaser for next week. What we'll, prob- what we'll probably do... I, I have like no thing to do next week. Um, I'm on a trip, but it's kind of like a vacation in a house where I won't have much to do. It's not a um, business trip. You're not out there to win a million dollars. No, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going, I'm pulling a Brian Heideck. No, um, <laughs> uh, Oh man, uh, you can't disclose that you're on the next season of Survivor. That's true. That's true. I can't. Um, but yeah, no, so I'm, what I'll probably do is whoever wins, I'll probably, and like, will probably do, um, and like chronicle the actual story of the winner and what we got right, what we got wrong, etc. Yeah. Um, just look at everyone's stories as they wrap up and be like. So what actually was the purpose of Angela? Yeah, like, I, for example, uh, the one I've come back to a couple times is, like, in Triple H. I wouldn't have known the reason for Desi's story until she was voted out, because she voted herself out. And then everything made sense. Yeah. Um, that's why you show somebody as, like, a loyal follower, because they that's their demise. And I imagine that's going to be the story of Angela, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's all I have to say for this season. Uh, we did get a question, and so um, basically this is about International Survivor. Uh, so basically what I think is, uh, that's our show. And then after our normal, like, conclusion, we'll answer the question. Uh, if you care about international survivors, stay after, if not nice seeing you, uh, that's our show. Uh, if our website is the winners wordpress.com, there's a contact form there. If you want a question and we like it, we'll read it. We read them all. You can email us directly at the winner edit at gmail.com. Leave a review on iTunes. We saw some of you did. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Continue doing that. It means so much. Uh, tell your friends. Thank you. Um, and 
follow me on Twitter at Danny Kills Bees. Don't follow me on Twitter. This Don't follow him been, on Twitter. This season has been the downward arc of my terrible Twitter presence. Okay, so yeah. Uh, maybe next season uh, Joe will get better at Twitter. I'm trying to get back into Twitter. I used to be quite affluent at it. But anyways, thank you so much. Uh, and now the question is, um, it's, it's only a kind of a it's minor question. Um, spoilers ahead for international versions of Survivor. But like kind of spoilers. Cause kind I, of spoilers. I'm, I'm not doing the best at watching stuff, but. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, like before you go, um, <laughs> Survivor South Africa, watch it. Like, also, But Survivor New Zealand too, because that's also good. I've heard South Africa is better. So. Yeah. So for me, if you're going to watch one, watch South Africa. But Survivor New Zealand, better than this season. In oh, my for opinion, sure. Oh my margin. gosh. Um, way better, way better storytelling. Um, Survivor South Africa, the premiere, I kid you not, is my favorite premiere of all time, I think. And the second episode is even better. Uh, I generally don't like premieres all that much. Uh, but the second episode is one of my favorite Survivor episodes of all time. Right after this podcast, I am watching episode three. I am so excited. Survivor South Africa is incredible. Specifically this season that's airing. I actually haven't seen other ones. But this is the rebooted Survivor South Africa recently rebooted um yeah because they saw it was like season six but it it's not like they just had a season last year or something yeah, right yeah no it's like it is like this is season one for their new network or whatever um if you want links or anything feel free to dm me on twitter I, i'll hook you up um <laughs> maybe i shouldn't say that whatever uh it's like okay buried like an hour and 15 minutes into this yeah we're like, probably good. come at us uh fcc but okay so the question is <laughs> Is there a difference between the way U.S. Survivor and the foreign Survivor seasons edit their seasons in the way Edgic would be used to then interpret things? And this comes from us. From Quite a number of people actually asked this question because I was talking about Survivor South Africa and uh, New Zealand last week. Um, but, uh, yeah, so thank you to everybody who asked that. Uh, in my case, my take is not really. Mm, I don't know. Maybe we should start with the thing we both mutually seen, which is Australian Survivor Season 2. Sure. Which, that is going to be different because they do 26 episodes of Survivor Mm -hmm. for their season. They start with a 24-person cast, which we've seen what a 20-player cast can do, allegedly, to editing. I know some people disagree that that's the problem, but I kind of think think that's a bit of a problem. I don't. For me, the thing is, the answer for me is no to this question because, I mean, should things be different? Yeah. But ultimately, what you're doing with Edric is trying to just track stories and arcs if it's a good season of survivor there will be stories and arcs and things to follow uh consistent threads otherwise you're just watching randomness uh there's a reason edric works and it's not that the editors like it or whatever it's it's just breaking down storytelling you can use edric for like twist like scripted tv shows that like there's a killer on the loose or whatever like, and, kind of Walking Dead spoilers, but, like, not really. I'm not mentioning anyone, but you, it's just your typical, like, oh, this character's getting a lot of focus, so they're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just, like, like Edric is... It's just paying a lot of attention to how stories work, and for that reason, I think it works. Granted, some things will not be the case. For example, um, Long Wisdom is, like, the growth edit can't win. Uh, and I've always taken issue with, like, edgic rules like that because, for example, in Survivor um, Australia 1, the growth edit won. And if you were paying attention to just stories and how they work and the way edit, like, the way, like, consistent threads work and that winners always have to look a certain way, if you factored in it in that kind of edgic, she was an obvious winner. 
if you've immediately discounted her because she was uh, a growth edit, you missed her. So that is a difference. But I think it's just a coincidence the growth edit hasn't necessarily won. doesn't mean it can't win. Yeah, it's like we're potentially seeing with Dominic here is that, oh, big visibility premiere can't win, but maybe they can. It's silly to make a rule on what is scientifically a very small sample size. Like yeah, exactly. 36 seasons plus and any like, international stuff, yeah. Like, for example, Survivor, or Survivor uh, what's it called, uh, Australia 2, I would say, for the most part, like, that to me was a really good season. To me, it's in my top five seasons ever. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. It is definitely um, really good. But... I would say it's not all that untraditional other than one person a lot of people missed uh, who ended up winning. Uh, but, like, it was, I think it's more that that was a really fluid, dynamic game. Yeah. And not, I don't think it's any different than, like, Millennials vs. Gen X. Like, I think it's the same. It's just people missed it because the gameplay was so next level that people were kind of – and they did a good job editing it. Like, I feel like it's not like the winner's like, oh, my God, that could never happen. It's – he was a little bit more negative at the start, and he had more time to that's Yeah, positive. that's – that's what got me is that there was this really early negativity. But when there's, I think when there's more episodes, you can sort of let that ease away. And it definitely did. It mm-hmm. turned into something else. Exactly. And that's the thing is it's like, at the end of the day, I would say this is no. Like in a Survivor New Zealand one, don't watch that season. Um, it's bottom five. But watch the new one. Watch New Zealand Survivor. Yeah. So far, whatever. it's really good. Like yeah, I So guess- far, it's a million times better than New Zealand one, and it's better than Ghost Island, and I would say it's better than Triple H and like, Game Changers. You know what happened in the premiere of New Zealand two? Everyone got a confessional. Yes, and, and they're all. It's a great cast. It's really fun. Um, and yeah, like New Zealand one, the winner was super obvious from episode one. Uh, and it there was basically never any doubt. It was like a coronation from the start. Uh, and immediately I was watching it. I was like, oh, wow, this is super obvious. And then uh, I kept watching, and it was boring. And the winner was very obvious. And I think almost everyone agreed with that. Um. So I think, yeah, there isn't really a functional difference as long as you're being a responsible educator and not just eliminating things because, like, you treat them as rules. Yeah, yeah, I think it's always... You can keep a mind towards those rules as they're often right, but I wouldn't take any of them for definite. You should always be like, well, if the story makes sense, can I disregard this rule? Yes, that's the thing. Is like, rules should help you... Like, the traditional rules, like... Um, don't be shown wrong, like, uh, growth edit can't win, uh, complex tribe, like, they should be factored in, because for some other story purpose, they tend to make sense. So, like, the growth edit makes sense, because if you are a fan-favorite character, if you're David Wright, and the producers are like, oh, fans are gonna be sad when he loses, a consolation prize is they didn't need to win because they won as a human being by getting good experience out of it. It's an excuse to not win. It's an excuse to have a good story but not win. That's why the growth edit frequently doesn't win because it's consolation prize. That doesn't mean that somebody can't grow and then win. Like, someone could just... Christy did. Christy went from literally the growth edit. She literally the growth edit. It was just the story of how she was really happy about how she won Survivor. That's a fine, a fine story. Yeah, I think that sums it up well. Just yeah. sort of keep an eye towards maybe things being a little different, but... Yeah, and ultimately t- just remember that Edric is a made-up thing to help organize the thoughts of dissecting storytelling and narratives. And yeah, all, like, like 
an M and like a CP and all that stuff. Like they're fan invented things. It's just they're tools to help you more easily organize what stuff people are getting and what people aren't getting. Yeah. Because like think about, I mean, most of this podcast has not been us being like, oh, Angela, UTR1, Mm -hmm. Chelsea, UTR1. But like actually talking about what sort of content we got, like Angela like didn't speak. Like her only sentence was like something about Donathan. Yeah. And like it's it's a nice chart. It's a pretty chart, but it's kind of obscures a lot still. So Yeah, and like for me, I've always viewed it as like invisible means that the story didn't care to tell you who this person was. UTR meant they were in the background and like were superfluously relevant. Middle of the road meant that they were relevant to the current story right now, but that's it. And had no further anything else. Over the top means they were very relevant and they were doing, like, they were just defined by one characteristic. They had, like, they weren't a character. They were a caricature. And CP means none of those other rules work. And they were more than that. Um, And so to me, they're all narrative devices. And so when I scan an edgic chart, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. But it's just more or less a way for me to track those other thoughts. Like, you could be CP and it could be garbage content. Or you can, like, very have the same rating and very differently. Like, I always think there's, like, OTTNs, which are these very negative caricatures, and then there's, like, OTT and N, which is, like, they were negative, mm-hmm. and they were, like, over the top, but, like, it's different markedly. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Um, and, yeah, like, th- there was a good example this season. Um, let me try and scan very quickly. It was, a, it was two CPNs that were just radically different. It was probably Bradley and somebody. Bradley and Dominic, maybe. Where Bradley's N was like, oh, no, here's a good example. So the the first Bradley's breakout episode where he is negative in terms of he's a bad person. Uh, and uh, Dominic was negative in that he's shady and playing the game snakily. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, those are two different types of N that mean completely different things. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, that's basically enough. It's just like. Yes, they are different, but not in a... And, like, maybe some, like, values of the public or whatever, but, like, not really. Stories always work the same. Like, you always hear the old adage of, like, everything comes from Shakespeare. There's a reason for that. Um, a, Like, if if you take, like, a English narrative class, like, that's essentially what Edric is. And just remember that. Different countries have different ways to tell stories a little bit, but... Yeah, but it's like, you can watch a foreign film and still understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, British humor is different than American humor, but... They come from the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's our show. Uh, thank you so much. If yeah, Feel free to yell at us, tell us why we're wrong. We appreciate all the support. Yeah. We'll see you next week for the conclusion. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.